You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast. Thanks, Tom Izzo. You do a wonderful job introducing us. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, today I have actual stories. Wow, you know, I feel like we haven't done that in a while. You know, some days it's just uh, things, uh, observations that we see right. in the world and things we are complaining about. Today I have actual stories. If these weren't actual stories, Jerry, would they be printed on this paper? They would not be. They would not be, Jerry. That's they would right. not. Uh, they wouldn't exist. But these are actual stories. Always got to find the source but from yes. actual news sources. Nice. My first story is a study, Jerry. You know how we enjoy a good study. We do every enjoy now a good study. Then. Yes. And we have uh, we talk about dieting and uh, being a vegan. Yeah. And uh, Spike Eskin, who now runs this uh, radio station, he is a vegan. I know. I don't understand. This study says that vegan men fart seven times more than non-vegans. Have you no- noticed this about Spike? I, I have not. I've not uh, been around Spike when I either heard a fart or smelled a fart. Is that because a lot of their diet consists of black beans, kidney beans? I guess it's a high fiber beans. diet. Sure. So that'll uh, make people fart more. But th- they actually did a study. Like they didn't, they didn't find the study when they were trying to study something else, and they realized the. No, farts. they like they wanted. They were like, to let's know the see if people who eat vegan fart more. Who is they? Like who did the study? Who are these people? Is it Harvard? Uh, let's see. I'm going to guess not Harvard, Jerry. You know how much money is spent in this country on stupid studies? Yeah, we've got millions of homeless people. Let's let's do a study on how much uh, people fart when they go vegan. Yeah. Now, what are we doing? Jerry, this was done by the University of New South Wales in Sydney, Australia. Sounds real. Farting is a sign of a healthy diet and a healthy colon, according to the study. <laughs> Your saying, condo must smell lovely. <laughs> they're, saying, <laughs> they're saying that uh, you shouldn't be ashamed of farting. Maybe that's why Whimsy gets up at midnight. He's trying to get back at you. Right. You or, smelly bastard. Or, or I don't realize I'm farting in the night. <laughs> Maybe you're waking her up. <laughs> Things have been going well with that. She has not been waking oh, good. me up since I came back from vacation. So almost two weeks. Oh, look at you. Almost two weeks, Jerry. I noticed you've been a lot less of a prick lately. Yeah, I've been a little <laughs> bit. Well, let's see how the Giants do tonight, and we'll see how I am tomorrow. But you're not going to watch it anyways. Who cares? Uh, I will see it. Like on a Sunday, I could see it bothering you. You're not going to stay up to watch this whole game tonight, though. No, no, I'm going to watch the uh, – I might either go game right. pass in the morning – but you, Which is 45 you're not minutes. going to invest no. a three to three hour and No, I'm not going to be annoyed by time. each individual play. You're right. You're right. You'll get through. This is actually an easy one. For you're right. You know, you're right. This is an easy one for me. Plus, I'll be eating vegan and farting the entire uh, game. <laughs> so, uh, so there, Jerry. So if you have any vegans in your life. Can you eat Tostitos multigrain chips on a vegan diet? I think so. Probably, right? I don't think there's anything I could animal products those. in there. With salsa. I, yeah, I could do. I could as well. And guac. I, you know, a lot of times you'll see things on packages. They'll say, um, "What, what, uh, keto friendly?" Yes. So they should put like vegan friendly. I'm sure some do. Well, I don't like, know that like they do. Tostitos but... should just start doing that. Vegan. You're right. That's definitely not keto, right? Because keto, you can't eat chips. 
I would think you can. I think keto is a meat diet. It's mostly meat. Mostly meat. And it's very low carb. It's not, you don't cut them completely out, but it's very low carb, I believe. So what's the difference between that and the Atkins diet where people used to eat like bacon and meats? I I, I believe the Atkins diet is like, um, oh hell, what's the other one? Where I think it's it's 100% carb free. Oh, okay. That could be Atkins. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm not 100% though. I don't know. I've never looked into Atkins. I'm going to look into this keto, but... Uh, one of the guys on Jersey Shore, Vinny, was doing keto, and he had really smelly farts, they said. Well, keto also, because I have, I have many friends that have done it, not one of them has sustained it. Really? There's not one. McMonagle, that... uh, I think, has been on it for quite Which a while great. now. Uh, the longest any of my friends did was about seven months, and it just got to a point where it was way too rich. Not that it's that restrictive, but if you like to go out and you like to do things, yeah. If you like to have your Friday night beer, yes. If you like a slice of pizza once, right. I mean, these are all I things do. that you're not doing. And I, yeah, I enjoy those things, right? So it, you know, it's fine for a month, two months. Again, in the cases of my friends that have done it, but it's you know, and one of my friends, I guess like week, week three, like I don't understand enough. I have not looked into the keto diet enough, but I guess what he said was when he hit like like full ketosis, yeah, he says he just he smelled. Like your body releases, like we, I don't know. He oh, just, really? And he just, and it was about a week that he noticed, like he couldn't even stand the smell of himself. Oh boy! And then it goes away as your body adapts. But he said he had five to seven days where he just, just bad body odor. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So it's a, how bad do you want it? And then when you screw it up, it's almost like you got to start over. Yes. So because you're out of ketosis. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I you know. I don't know. There's got to be something to it because people do lose a lot of weight on it. But I also, yes. again, I don't know anybody that stayed with it. I'm assuming McGonagall is still on it. I don't know. But I don't know anyone that has been able to sustain it. And if it he her. would be smelling, Craig would bring that right up on the air, and I haven't heard that come up. Well, lucky for him, if indeed that was the case, he started doing it well before Craig was here. Okay, so his body got he, he got through, through the odor part. Already, we yes. should ask him when we see him out Yeah, I, would, I will, actually. All right. Here's a good headline, Jerry. Oklahoma man poops in grocery store freezer woman accidentally puts hand in it reaching for groceries so a woman is very upset she quote did you I, just start this by saying here's a good story it, well i should have said an interesting <laughs> story Jerry. Okay, oklahoma city this happened in yes. uh, a woman she said uh quote i pick up a bag of pizza rolls and there's literally blank poop oh human what do you do in that blank case? I like, was upset. I was disgusted. I feel like I was violated, she told the local news. I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the bag, so I turned it over, and there it was. Poop. Mm-hmm. Yep, the police got involved, and they want to talk to a man. They have a photograph of the man. Pooping. Well, it says, quote, that individual was then observed, went to the cooler section where he proceeded to defecate inside one of the coolers before leaving the business. I love this quote by the police. It's a little bit disturbing. A little? <laughs> I mean, I guess... Well, it, mm. We don't see this much. I guess when you deal with you know people dying in car accidents and murders and domestic violence, I guess, yes, that would be a little disturbing compared to what's really disturbing. But in the grand scheme of things, this is just another example that humans are filth. This occurred at a uh, supermarket there called Crest. I guess that's a chain out in Oklahoma City. Horrible. What a gross story, man. So the guy was just in the supermarket, had to go to the bathroom, and decided I'm going to do it in the freezer section. And what he did is he pooped on a bag of pizza rolls and then put another bag over his poop. Do you think it would freeze? Maybe he thought it would freeze. That's, I mean, that, you've brought a lot of gross stories to the table over the last however many years. That's, that's, that's disgusting. And if I may do an homage to Norm MacDonald, it's just a bad guy, Jerry. Yeah. Ooh, here's a very weird story. That was your homage? Yeah. <laughs> this one's even weirder than oh my God. the Oklahoma City story. This comes from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Look at you. Buenos Aires. Yes. Not in the United States, Al. That is not in the U.S. No. Thank you. Not in, it's uh, not near New Mexico. No. It does. It is odd to hear New Mexico, you think Mexico. But okay. I, well, but, you don't think York or New York? No, but like New Mexico being a an actual state in the United States sounds weird because 
we know Mexico, that's a different country. They've been a state for 100 years. I know. It's been a while. It's just bothering you now? Yeah. <laughs> you would think I would know by now. I would think you would know by now. Police in Argentina are investigating, Jerry, after a gardener discovered a severed penis in a jar at a house he was doing the weeds. You know, he was, like, trimming weeds. Uh, let's see. It was. What would uh, you do if you saw that? Would you throw up? I might. Because uh, my stomach question. actually is turning right now just thinking about it. The gardener had accidentally broken the jar as he tended to his mom's overgrown grass. Was the penis covered in feces? It was the not. supermarket? It was not. Two different stories. He was struck by the strong smell once the glass broke. Pickles? Uh, penis. Pickles. Uh, the forensic experts uh, with the police. A pickled penis. Took the jar and the penis away after being called to the scene. They have not yet confirmed who they suspect severed the penis. Was the penis in solution to be reattached? I, it sounds like it was like in formaldehyde. Right. Like someone was saving the penis as a trophy of some sort. Ew. I would look to a serial killer. They haven't confirmed who they suspect severed it or who it belongs to. Can DNA prove who that is? Uh, I guess so. If, if, but only if the DNA, if the person is on record, crime, right? Or if they gave their DNA to like Twenty Three and Me and right. left it open up. So uh, yeah, that happened in Argentina, Jerry. Penis what are your thoughts jar. about that story, Al? Uh, all you, know, uh, all you very conveniently did was read it. <laughs> I'm just here reading the news, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's odd that it was uh, severed in the first place. Odder that it was in a jar than if it was just thrown in the garden. Like, it's weirder to me that it was in a jar. I tell you. A new study is out, Jerry, that says 40% of people would have sex with a robot if it was a humanoid robot. In other words, not like a well, we know machine this, looking. People already are, I mean, people have sex with blow-up dolls. <laughs> like, why would you not have sex with a robot that looks like a human? Would That's you? a great question. Would I have sex with a robot? Yeah. That would probably... I probably would. If like you, if it looked really human. I, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. And you know you've seen them. I had like a real doll. They look they real. They do look pretty real. They do look real. Now, the minute I was finished, I would be so disgusted with my. But if you self. didn't get rid of it, you'd be right back there the next day. <laughs> Let me just go put this in the basement <laughs> till tomorrow. Because you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 40%. All right. 40%. Which uh, means sixty percent are passing, uh, or they're undecided, or under right. So Here's what be... I would say: forty percent say yes, forty percent want to say yes, twenty percent say no. <laughs> so really, it's eighty percent. I think so. But forty percent of those people are like, "What if someone I know?" I think it depends on your situation. Results. If you're a single guy, fifty years old, do what you want. Who cares? Are yeah, you hurting anybody? Care? No, you're not. Then go for it. You're hurting nobody, Jerry. If you're fifty and married, that's a problem. To have sex with a robot? Uh, yeah, No, to be married. <laughs> yes, of course. That would be a problem. Unless your wife is okay with it because it's only a robot. If your wife's okay with it, then go for it. Right. I have another survey, Jerry. Wow. Look, you are, I mean, <clears throat> you have come to the table with some stories. I got some stories on the Thursday. Most Americans, quote unquote, steal mini hotel toiletries. Are you someone, Jerry? Who will take the well, shampoo? Like you know, you get the mini bottles of shampoo yeah. and soap and conditioner well, and it, lotion. Though. Do you ever take it home? Um, yes, but I've also used no. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. The shampoo, no, absolutely not. But the hand lotion, yes. You've Once taken I, it. if I use it, I'll I will take it. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to leave it there, or right, because otherwise you're throwing it out. Right. So why waste it? I feel bad wasting. You know what I do like? There was a is it in oh damn it. It's a really nice hotel that Rutgers stays at. I think it's in Columbus, uh, in Ohio, where they have this they have automatic shampoo dispensers. Oh, okay. So there's no waste right. at all. And it's really clean. Like you don't feel like it's a beautiful hotel. That I like. But everyone else, they give you this small little thing. You never if you're only there for one night, you don't use it all. Correct. And it goes in the garbage. So the lotion I will take home if I use it. Otherwise, I leave it on the on the counter. I used to take all, when we were going on the Monday night football trips with Boomer all the time, I used to take all of the mini 
like hand lotions and soaps and but you didn't use any of the soaps or no, no like i would i would take whatever was left over yeah well no, if i didn't use the like if there was a soap that i didn't use oh, okay. or a, i would always take them and then at one point this is when i was in basking ridge i like looked in my closet i was like I have like 40 bottles of little shampoos. What am I doing? I know. I threw them all out. And, the, you know, not for anything. The The idea of, quote, unquote, stealing them. Yeah. You did pay for them. No, no. They, they And I think they expect that you'll right. take them. I mean, you know, you're paying $239 for 14 hours in a hotel room. Yeah. You can take the 99-cent piece of shampoo. Plus, I think they, they get those shampoos for free. They might. Because the companies that make the shampoo. They want you to go buy them. They want you to go, oh, yeah. this was a lovely. And I've done that. Yeah, same here. I've done that. There was one, I don't know if they were Marriott's that had them. These, they had these lotion, shampoos, and conditioners that had like an orangey type scent. It, okay. was so, it was like an orange vanilla scent. It was so good. I bought products after that. You see that? You worked. You're a test case. It worked for me, Jerry. It did. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Another story. I have one more story, Jerry. This is nuts. One more story. This is going to be a long description when I do the rundown. I would say so. Uh, UPS, uh, which is the United Postal Service, Jerry. Is that no, right? Or United no, no, you Par- idiot. It's oh. the United Parcel Service. USPS is United States Parcel. So UPS. United States Postal Service. Right. United Parcel Service. The big brown trucks. Yes. That's UPS. You said that so confidently. Which is this. <laughs> They're saying, Jerry, that there is a su- going to be a supply chain drag in Christmas present deliveries and that you should be placing your christmas present orders now okay i'm not doing that i'm not doing that either i'm still amazon ordering. Will get me stuff with it yeah, i'm still ordering amazon and getting stuff yeah i'm not, not concerned speaking of ups today i ordered two chairs yeah like recliners but two likes hopefully not large recliners because i right. want to put them in a, a bit of a tight spot they're from Ashley Furniture, I ordered them. But Ashley Furniture is not delivering them. UPS is delivering them. Sure. What? Am I going to... That makes me think I'm putting this chair together. Of course you are. But I ordered from a, a, a furniture store. What does that mean? I don't, I've never put a couch together when I've ordered a couch from Ashley Furniture. I'm nervous that, like, the UPS guy, because here's the you thing... throw the box all over the place and yeah. become chipped. Or where I live, for whatever reason, I have three. But the condo I live in has a multiple entrances, depending right. on where you live in the condo. The UPS guys and gals, they just put the packages wherever. Sometimes yeah. it'll essentially around the block. Mm, that sounds fun. I gotta carry two big chairs. You might have to. I might have to. Yes, you might. We bought was it our not the kitchen table? It was a kitchen table. I had to put that together. And you bought it from like a furniture store. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, I think some, I would think Ashley is one of those places where they will do delivery and installation. You got to yeah. pay for it. You really going to pay someone to put together a chair? No, I think I could do that. Yeah. I'd have the, um, the TV mounting go. I haven't uh, done it yet. Did I you find the time yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have the TV or the mountain right now. Oh, well, that's a good reason why. Although this was interesting. A listener, a fine listener to the podcast, this morning sent me a link to a product on Amazon that he uses and loves. It's a TV mount that you don't have to find the stud. It's but it's not one that you can pull out. Like you put it on the wall and it's on the wall. Like it's not a. I wonder how does it. It does secure it. It, it uses multiple nails in the. I guess into the, the way sheet rock? into the sheetrock, multiple nails into the sheetrock, and the way that it leverages itself. I imagine it's like you know how you um. People do pull-ups in their doorway, and you're like, how yeah. does that work? Yeah, yeah. But the way it's leveraged, I don't know. The guy says he uses it everywhere. Okay. Send me the link if you don't mind. I will. If you remember. But I'm thinking uh, I would. I want the one that pulls out and swivels. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best one. Yeah. A little tougher to put together, but that is the best one. Mm-hmm. I did that, believe it or not. I did that for Kim in her parents' house before we were even engaged. So they had, I would never have guessed there were wall mounts back then. Yeah. Not even kidding. Oh, my God. 19, probably nine Flat screen TVs? I did that. It, well, that's the thing. It wasn't even a flat screen TV. Wow. It was a heavy-duty swivel wall mount. Wow. And it was a lot. Of, I remember. I'll never forget. It was the pressure I was under because her dad was very handy. Yeah. And she asked me to do it. I was like, oh, crap. 
Like, I don't do anything. Can't your dad do it? I'm like, all right, where are the directions? Like, I went by step by step, and I got it. I did it. I did it fine, and it was no worries. It was good. Yeah, if you go step by step with things. With most things. Yeah, the key is not to assume something and go on to the next step. Exactly right. That's when you run into trouble every time. It's almost like that's why they actually write the instructions step by step, right. jackass. So I'm going to have to change out the kitchen faucet, Jerry. Well, you I'm going to mount the TV. On. I'll probably take the weekend for that. You got the time? Go for it. You got the time. You've got the place. Lowenbrow. <laughs> Boy, that's like the fourth Lowenbrow mention. Exactly. Look at that. Listen for it later on in the warm-up show. They still make that? I believe they do still make Lowenbrow. I should have a Lowenbrow party. That'd be awesome. You wouldn't come. Probably not. Right. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Ooh, and tomorrow's Friday. Holla. That's your boy. And we've got a uh, local game tonight, Giants-Washington football team. Thank we'll God. We'll be chatting about that. Because all there is is a boring Yankee-Oriole game. Yeah, exactly. Mets are off. They play the God. Phillies come to City Field tomorrow. Or fr- yeah, Friday. Uh, yep, so just uh, Yankees-Orioles. So luckily we have Giants-Washington football team. All right. So. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All suck. All right, here we go, 502, what do you say? It is a Thursday morning, week two in the National Football League, along with the Eddie Scazzeri, the handsome man a little in front of me and to my left. His name is Al Brett Dukes. What's up, man? How are Good you? Good morning, Jerry. I actually uh, texted Sal during his program today. Really? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a nice thing. I was. Uh, <laughs> it was not towards Sal, but it was towards one of his callers. He right. actually took a call today late in the show where the guy wanted to tell him the name he had for the Eli Manning, uh, the catch that was made on the helmet by, what's his name? Uh, David Tyree. David Tyree. Yeah. He was calling to tell Sal the name he had for that cat. That's awesome. And I, I texted Sal, I, I want to murder this caller. So just so just so I have this straight. Yeah. Eddie, my fader's up, yes? So you were listening intently and closely to the overnight program on yeah. the radio station. That's true. As opposed to yesterday. During the show today, I bought beads. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear. We really kept your attention, huh? You just told me that during the show, the morning show between 6 and 10 in the morning, that Greg and I were so incredibly boring that you bought Harry Krishna beads. <laughs> that did happen yesterday. But you listened to Sal. That's great. You I know had what? Sal on, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> it was, I felt Sal's pain. I was like, oh, my God, this caller. And Sal even made a great point. Sal said when he was screening calls for Mike and Chris sure. 100 years ago, there were days where he just took calls about that. He goes, and here he is in 2021. Yeah, taking calls about oh that. Oh, my God. Making you think. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. <laughs> you only got to do that 108 times, Jerry, and you'll find Zen. 107 more. 107 more, and you'll have Zen. You just did one. <laughs> All that and more on yesterday's post-game podcast. <laughs> That's exactly uh, now, right. Now, Hari Krishna. Yes, exactly. Probably going to be Hari Krishna. Well, I'm not we'll sure see. yet. I'm we'll ordered, I've ordered my meditative beads. I, I know. I gotcha. They're not getting here until uh, next week because I'm pretty next sure Next week. I'm pretty sure they come straight from India, Jerry. I got new cable equipment in 24 hours. Yeah, some things you get quickly on uh, Amazon and some things uh, takes a little while. So I have this right. So just from listening a little bit driving in yeah. and what you just told me, Sal's program was basically about David Tyree, the catch in the 1986 match. Correct. It was a throwback. <laughs> she just did a little throwback action. We were talking about the 1951 Giants, yes. too? I mean, <laughs> 
That's wow. correct, Jerry. Oh, God. So I, I want to start. Don in Long Island. Oh, Sal. <laughs> I was at the 27 Yankees game. <laughs> it's a good Lord. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Dave Marin hit me up on Twitter, Jerry, right before the program started. And I thought he had a great question, and I thought it'd be good for you to answer as well. And I don't, I'm not even sure where I stand on his question. Dave Marin has sent me a video of a, of a guy catching a foul ball and at a baseball game and being or a home run ball and yeah. being being pressured to give it to the, a kid. Oh, okay. That's not his kid. He didn't show up to the game with the kid. If you catch a ball at a baseball game now, do you have to give it to a kid? You don't have to do anything. I know you don't have um, to do anything. Will you be pressured by the I mean, audience I to give? I haven't gone to a game without my kids yeah. since before they were born. So I haven't had the situation. I have caught two foul balls in the that last several cool. years. In Major League Baseball foul balls? Yeah. That's one, cool. uh, both Met games, one at City Field, one at Baltimore where the Orioles played the Mets. Were they screening line drives? That would be cool. The one at City Field, I was sitting, a friend of ours got a suite. I was in the front row of the suite, and it was a foul ball that I caught. And then the one in Baltimore, we were in the front, maybe the, uh, the front row of the second level that hit the cart path. Went straight up in the air, and then I caught it on the way down. Nice. So that was not a screaming line drive. But in both cases, I turned and gave it to my son. Perfect. Um, if I was there with a friend of mine and I caught a foul ball and it was, and the kid asked in a nice way, I might, yeah, I might give him the ball. Yeah, I probably, I probably would, would too. Like, yeah. Or if the kid just looked disappointed that he didn't get the ball. Well, did you? Here's what I would ask: Did you fight with the kid for the ball? No, it came right to you. And the kid came running over for. I didn't see the video. Yeah, what I would do is probably ask the kid. Uh, would you mind taking a photo? Ten bucks. With, yeah, or no, just like oh. a photo, and then tell your friends this nice guy gave me the ball. You could do that too. Get a little credit for you could certainly give him the that. ball. I think I'd probably give him the ball. But I think we might be jaded in that we've had a lot of sports, cool sports experiences because we work here. True. If you're a guy who doesn't work in sports and you catch a foul ball, that's pretty cool. You might want to put that on your bar or your office. Like I said to start this, I don't think you have to do anything. You don't have to. Right. You're not a bad guy if you don't give the kid the ball. Right. But I think you're a super guy if you do. All right, Is Jerry. that a fair way to that put is it? fair. I like that. Nothing wrong with not giving it to him, but if I, you do, that's pretty good. I Yeah, I, I'm going to say that if the kid looked disappointed or asked nicely, I'd I'd, I'd Well, say, listen, kid, you don't get everything in life. Right. I mean, there are disappointments from time to time. I'd probably say, beg me to give you this baseball in front of everyone. You would ask a seven-year-old to beg you? I go, you're not really begging for the baseball. (laughs) I want to see some begging. (laughs) You really are. (laughs) Some And post this photo to social media and tag me about how nice I was to give you the ball. Then I might do it. I'm I'm almost embarrassed to listen to this. Fair enough, Jerry. <laughs> your Yankees uh, won a game that I didn't think they were going to win. My Yankees? Yeah, your Yankees, They're Jerry. not my Yankees. Why they, did you think they were going to win? Well, they were playing they, the Orioles. I know, but they had to score two in the ninth to do it. They were winning the whole game. Mm. They were losing for like seven minutes, and you didn't think they were going to win? Seven late minutes, though, There were seven late minutes. That is Late true. in the did game. Did you like Glaber Torres' play at second base? What did he do? <laughs> 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 the Orioles had a runner on first. Oh, yes. He had a shot to second. Yeah. That, he didn't really bobble. He just he didn't catch it cleanly. Picked it up, and instead of throwing a second, just where the runner had barely broken off first, <laughs> he decides just to throw it first base. Why did he do that? I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. And I don't know if we heard from him. I, didn't, I have not seen any quotes. Yeah, he casually just tossed the ball to as first the, base. As you almost he, as if it was like the third out of the inning. Right. Did you think Do you think he thought there were two outs? Well, considering it was only the second batter of the inning, I hope not. Well, <laughs> his mind was wandering. Uh, maybe. I, you know, you certainly can make the case. Yeah, it's possible. Because he, he really does pick it up and just throw it to first as if like, okay, nice play. And luckily, it didn't haunt him. No, because they came back and won the game, and he yeah. got a hit in the ninth inning to help in the comeback. But, yeah, I mean, that was... That was a puzzling. He's had a weird season in the field. Very yeah. weird. Yes, uh, I've been reading a lot about that and seeing evidence of this, Jerry. That one, the latest. Yes. I did say I love I love Brett Gardner. He's my favorite Yankee. Brett Gardner, man, I'll tell you, his numbers at the end of the year, you might, you know, 20 years from now, look back and go, boy, Brett Gardner had a terrible season. And maybe in its totality he did, but he's had some really good spots and big at-bats this year. Is that he had a bloop single that scored two runs in the ninth, yeah. Jerry. That was cool. And a couple of guys in scoring position, he comes through. I like him. I would take him in a fist fight, too. I like agree. If, if I needed if I needed to team up with a Yankee in he's a got fist great. fight, 
Yeah, like I think he could probably even beat up Aaron Judge, even though Judge has size. I wouldn't take it in a boxing match, but a street fight. I you're would all take in on Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. Yeah, he just seems tougher. I hear what you're saying. He's got that big head. Yeah. He's a blue-collar guy. Blue-collar guy. Who makes a lot of money. <laughs> makes some pretty good cash. <laughs> yes, he does. So he's been there forever now. Been there a long time. Longest tenured Yankee. Yeah. And you know what? Is it by far the longest? He's got to be by far the by longest. By right tenured. now? Yeah. Sure. Who else? I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Be- because it's him. I mean, he played with Derek Jeter, who seems like he retired 10 it years doesn't ago. Doesn't that? Yeah, I know. It's nuts, isn't it? Which I'm sure he didn't retire 10 years ago, right, Jerry? It's only been... Uh, Jeter retired, well, five, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, because it's five years. Uh, the Hall of Fame is five years after you retire, All and they right. were postponed the one year for COVID, so six years ago. Wow, you did the math nicely Look at that. that. Just don't ask Sal to do the math. No, he's not a big math guy. No, no. I noticed. Yeah, he had trouble uh, subtracting uh, 20 from 41. Uh, yep, well, that's, it could be troubling. Yes. Uh, Jordan Montgomery tonight, Jerry. Yankees play, uh, luckily play the Orioles again. I'm surprised you didn't talk about your boy Nestor Cortez. Oh, 11 Nestor strikeouts. Cortez, you're right, great Jerry. last night. He did look great. He really did. If you would have told me Nestor Cortez would go into the seventh inning, strike out 11, give up one run, and not get the win with the Yankees in Baltimore, yeah, I wouldn't have taken that bet. Yes. Uh, six and a third innings, Jerry. 11 strikeouts. I know. The guy was dominant. He struck out the side of color. He was really good. And Gary Sanchez got robbed of a home run. These things happen. Which is cool. I mean, he even looked, Gary Sanchez looked impressed. Nice catch. As he went rounding first base thinking he was going to do the full home run trot. He like gave like a, huh. Mm, (laughs) Pete Alonso got robbed of a home run as well last night. Who's going around? We... We were robbed of two home runs in New York alone last night, Jerry, in the sports world. You know who didn't get robbed of home runs? The Cardinals. (laughs) (laughs) They did not get robbed of home runs. Is the Mets season now just officially over? I mean, it's it's right on the brink. Because I I kept hearing callers leading into this Cardinals series. Yeah. All the Mets got to do is sweep the Cardinals. Correct. Well, they got swept. Right. But now think about had they won, forget even three, if they won two of three, they'd still be very much alive. Yeah. You can't lose. First of all, you can't lose two. And losing three was a disgrace. Right. Now you're dead. You are you absolutely are dead. dead. And were you, did you notice, because I know you're locked in, that you got a, a little shout-out from Carton and Roberts yesterday after the Luis Rojas interview? Um, let me hear. I was told I was a D last week, so ask the same questions. Be nice. That's what somebody tweeted me, and I said, all right, I'll try. That was Al Deuce. I'll do my cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. But- yeah. I did hear that interview, and I was uh, paying attention to see if Evan treated him properly. He did, and he, I thought he, he took a step back too. He did because I think they're just—it's enough now. I, feel, you know, there's, and I'll play some throughout the course of the morning. There were a couple of very interesting answers from Rojas. Is that right about the way? Well, you listened to the I interview. did listen to it. Did you not pick up on the Stroman, Edwin Diaz, all that? Yeah, we. He he was essentially saying, "Yeah, I wish they would pitch more." But they can't. I mean, what? A, I don't know. It was a very odd vibe listening it to It was an odd vibe because it felt like the last interview. Yeah, I mean, it also felt like a guy who doesn't know what to say because he's trying to protect the players. Yep. But he knows in his in his own mind, wuss bags. Like, guys, <laughs> you got to play. But he wouldn't say it. Why not on the, since he knows he's out, right? Everyone thinks I he's don't think he's fired. out. The, here's why. I don't think he's going to be out of the organization. Really? I don't. I think well, they like him a him? lot. Um, I don't know. You could reassign him somewhere. if he Because I don't think Luis Rojas, with what he has done here, is going to go out and get another managing job. I could see the Mets saying, listen, not for you right now. Do this. And he might do it. But if he's a young went, guy, if he went in one of his final radio interviews and called the the current players wuss bags, probably would be like, we I think that might do it. We yep. can't reassign him now. That he would... just called our players wuss bags. I also think it would pro, uh, preclude him from getting another job anywhere. <laughs> Listen, guys, I agree with you. These pitchers got to go longer. They're just a bunch of wuss bags now in 2021. But you listen to the interview. Don't you get the sense that's what he wanted to say? I got to like, be honest with you. Because Evan wasn't out. being mean to him, and it seemed sad. Like a regular interview. It seems like a sad interview. Yeah. I partially checked out. Yeah, no, I hear you. So today's what, September 16th? So you got at least two more of those. It was not the last one. Yeah, I guess they think he's going to be fired before that. Nah. I did, why? No, I don't at this know. point, just finish. Like, what? what is the point of firing him now? Yeah, no point. You're too far back. If you were going to do that, I would have done it four weeks ago. 
to see if you get something out of the team. A spark. Yeah, at this point, it's. I mean, it's. You just lost three to the Cardinals. It's over. It's over. I know. I'm watching that '86 Mets documentary. We hate the Cardinals, Jerry. We still hate them okay. from the the '80s. I'm glad you brought that up. So Sal's talked a lot about it. So far from listening to him, and Greg brought up a great point yesterday, I think in a break, I don't think I'll learn a damn thing new about this because everything Sal discussed, we knew about, but he didn't because he's younger. And even G said yesterday, I said to Greg, why would we watch this? And he goes, well, I think the point would be for someone like me who was only four years old, he doesn't know a lot about them. He didn't see those videos that we saw earlier. Uh, That makes sense. I have not anybody that has referenced that first part of the documentary – has not referenced anything we weren't aware of yet. So maybe it is for the younger generation, mm. as they say. Well, I did watch episode one yesterday. So give me something you learned that I did, that I wouldn't have known about. Well, I didn't recall. Now, uh, that that was in my prime of high school. Okay. Ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. This is grade. when you were running around with the girls. I had no girlfriends. Oh. <laughs> I was watching Mets baseball every night. Okay. But I don't recall them I don't. I don't recall the how it led up to piece by piece getting there by getting George Foster. Really, all the trades they made. Gary and... Carter. I, I getting Keith Hernandez. Yeah. Like I just didn't remember, and I didn't remember how good they were in '85. Right. Oh, sure, they were on the brink. Yeah, and they were. They just were a... on the brink. Absolutely. And I didn't realize how cocky Davy Johnson was. Yeah. What a cocky bastard. But again, this is nothing. I mean, Eddie, is that anything you didn't know? Any of this? None of it. Right. I mean. Right, but. Um, all of it, that, there, there's nothing that any book we've read about them so far, there's nothing earth shattering in it. Yeah, but it was still fun to see. Well, see then them. you could do that about the 2000 Yankees if you wanted. Sure. That's true. I mean, we lived it, We, but it'd be cool to kind of re, to watch it yes. again. Or I should say the 98 Yankees. That was the team that won 115,000 games. That would be cool to watch. But I don't think we'd learn anything. The other weird thing I thought is, you know, 1985, 86 was not that long ago. No. The video footage I have is fuzzy. Wasn't HD. Uh, It was VHS video. Yes, that's the problem. Right. Right. The technology wasn't where it is now. They VHS tape things and then put those VHS tapes on the the heater by the window where the sun hit it and the heat from (laughs) your heater hit it. You're right. My friend had all the Howard Stern WOR Channel 9 shows. And he had the ball on VHS, and he kept them stored on the heater by the window. So yeah. they all got warped. Warped and shot. The Dwight Gooden, you would think, pitched in the 1920s, <laughs> the, the, the video footage that they had on this thing. It was so blurry. What's funny about that is then you see video from probably, if we were talking about Jeter, like the early 2000s, which is 20 years ago now. And it looks fine. You're right. But, yeah, you go back to the 80s, ugh. That it's not good quality. Did they record what did they, you're right. I guess they recorded it was VHS on VHS. Tape. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it was. And they probably bought the cheap tapes and they probably put a set it to six hour instead of two hour or eight you get hours. The quality. Yes, you're to to lengthen it. You're exactly right. Right, you get the crappier quality. All right, we'll take a quick break. Five seventeen, just getting started. We got Boomer and Geo coming up. Top on a fan. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari. It goes just with the music. I love it, I love it. 525, hello. Our names are Alan Jerry. One other in Geo at 6. If, uh, if I could do one other quick thing from that uh, Mets documentary. You can Jerry. do whatever you like. What was interesting is uh, during that season, it was either 85 or 86. I, I get a little confused. Uh, Keith Hernandez went on, uh, there was like a drug trial for Major League Baseball. For when he was with St. Louis. For when he was with St. Louis. And yeah. uh, the commissioner at the time was trying to clean up the game. And this was during the season. Uh, he had to go on trial and he was saying how cocaine is the mm-hmm. devil and cocaine, cocaine. And he didn't know how he was going to be received when he got back to baseball standing ovations <laughs> standing ovations 
should I check? <laughs> yeah. So hilarious. And then, of course, when he went on the road, people booed him. Oh, well, of course. But, yeah, standing ovation at Shea. There was a great, and maybe this is why I, I don't have as much interest in this. Yeah. There was a great video done on the 86 Mets, their championship um, tape. You know, the like, season uh, tape? The season in review, where it starts with what happened in the off season, leading into spring training, and then it takes you with their crappy start to the season, and then when they picked up, and then all the way through the World Series, and then ending with the parade. Very well done, and that was done back probably in 1987. Yeah. I still have that video somewhere. I just don't have a VHS player to play it on. So a lot of what you're talking about was covered in that. Yeah. So it's, you know, and there's also an 85 tape that I had. Um, you had them all, Jerry. I had a lot. I used to have the Met ones. I had the Cowboy ones, and I had a couple Yankee ones. And then you had Football Follies. Did have Football Follies. That I was love very football. true. That I had true. NFL's Hardest Hits. Yeah, and sure. Football Follies. Jack Tatum would be in those hardest Ooh. hits. Yeah, Jack Tatum, the 85 Bears were smacking people around. Yeah. The Giants had some nice well, defenses as well, team. Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. By the way, the uh, the guy who ripped off the Alonzo home run, Alonzo could have had uh, two home runs last night. The dude went over the wall and grabbed it. His name was Laurel's Lars Newtbar. It was a good name. <laughs> That's your favorite uh, candy bar, you said. The, the Lars bar. The Lars Newt bar. I like the big nut bars back in the day. The oh, planters. Planters, big nut bars. You remember those? We I do eat. remember them. I'm trying to think. What was, what did we indulge more in here at this radio station? The planters, big nut bars, yeah. or the Ben and Jerry's ice cream back in the day when we had the freezer put well, in the station? I didn't work here in the Ben and Jerry era. That's true. That was like 98. That's but true. the big nut bar era, there was, that was a, the boomer and carton time. There was a pallet yeah a I know. pallet full of big nut bars <laughs> i know they were just in the basement in queens it was whatever you wanted have a big nut bar and they were billed as like a healthy snack yes which they probably were the problem is you can't eat three of them and they're not healthy give snacks. me a big nut bar yeah oh because the thing that holds the nuts together the butter or it was like honey or something. It was like That'd peanut butter and honey. Yeah. Big nut bars. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Planters, big nut bars. Oh. <laughs> it was sweeping the nation back then, Jerry. Yeah, it was. And I don't. Do they still make them? Oh yeah, they still make. They the do. Planters, well, big I've nut not bars. seen those in the stores. Well, they've got to start advertising again. They so we should, because we could get them going. I'm a big fan. You're a big fan of big gooey nut- nougat. Oh. Oh, the new Lars Newt bar. <laughs> Like some candy company, if he really like makes it in yes. the bigs, oh. should go to him and make that bar. If the get the like, I, yeah, you got to get on him now when he's not very popular. I have a serious question. Yeah, now this is where a lot of times you'll ask this, and it really is dumb. Like when okay. you ask, is New Mexico actually in the United States? Yes, that was a quick question. <laughs> that was one of the dumber things I've heard you ask, but that's okay. This is this might actually compete with that. And Eddie, you probably know better than we will. Was the Baby Ruth bar? Did that have anything to do with Babe Ruth? Good question, Jerry. No. It did not. It was uh, Theodore Roosevelt's child. That's what it was about. His child was named Baby Ruth? It was Ruth. Was this in the Babe Ruth era? Uh, no. Well, it's, it's close, te- isn't no, it? No, Teddy Roosevelt was like right around the turn of the 20th century. All right. So around the 1900s, Jerry. <laughs> and the 27 Yankees. 27 years later. Well, yeah, but Babe Ruth played before then. Mm. But, I, but I was always worried. I was wondering about Me that. Me too. I so that get... candy bar was after Teddy Roosevelt's daughter. Yes. I would have checked if there was a multiple choice. Is the Babe Ruth, Baby Ruth bar named after Babe Ruth? I would have checked yes. Yeah, so would I have. I never knew that. Me neither. And I never thought to ask anybody. I just figured since we asked stupid questions on the show, why the hell not? Teddy Roosevelt wore a monocle, which was just a single... The lens. Uh, lens. That I think I'd like one eyeball. of those. Oh, I'd love to see you with a monocle. Walk softly and carry a big, big stick. stick. I would like one of those because I don't want to wear glasses. Right. But I can't see anything anymore. If you could just put a monocle, Jerry, in your front pocket. Why can't I use a magnifying glass? I know. That's a good question. That seems like that would make sense. Right. Then this way I don't need the glasses. And anytime I need to read something, just pick it up. I'm good. <laughs> and plus, you'd look like a detective. Like last night, I had to score a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I'm not Evan. It wasn't a Met game. I had a travel baseball game at 6 o'clock last night. But my coach, who usually does the game on the app, so he does pitch by pitch, wasn't there. So I had to bring a book and do the game for the first time in, got to be, five years. I couldn't see anything. 
If you only had a magnifying oh glass. Oh, my. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. What about this? Instead of glasses, we use the magnifying glass and you uh, smoke a pipe as well. So you really look like a detective from the 20s <laughs> with your baby Ruth bar. I, I would be in and give me <laughs> and give me. We talked about this the other day. Give me a low and brow. And a low and brow? Perfect. Yeah, why don't we use the uh, magnifying I glass? I don't know. I feel like it's an unused resource. I don't even have one in my house, and that used to be a thing. It'd be like, get the magnifying glass. Didn't you, you didn't you used to burn ants? No. No, I would not Never? do that. Never? I love an animal Come lover, on. Jerry. It's an ant. It's not an animal. Other than I eat them for dinner. Right, yeah. I love animals. Let's let's whop off its leg. No, I never tried that. Really? Burning ants with the magnifying glass. But I would love to, uh, I, I should have a magnifying glass. Because you need, like, if you get a splinter, you need the magnifying glass. That is true. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have binoculars in your apartment. I do have binoculars, but they're not good for finding a splinter, no, Jerry. they're good for finding chikinis on the beach. Chikinis. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit, Jerry, about giant... Sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, go away. Giants-Washington, uh, Jerry. It's a big game tonight, 8-20. Now, I uh, Googled some of this. The uh, Washington's favored by three. They are the home team. Yeah. And the over-under is 41. Yes. I think You're I'm taking going, Washington and the under, you I said. I think I'm going to take the over. You are. Because I do think... I do think they'll go over 41 points combined. But Now, I, Washington and the high-flying Chargers combined for 36 points. Interesting. Are you trying to talk <laughs> me out of this? No, no, no. I'm just I'm giving you the facts. Yeah. You had the Chargers went into Washington last week and put up 20 points. They beat them 20 to 16. The over-under is 41. The Giants last week scored 13 points, and six of them came on the final play of the game. Right. So really, the Giants oh, and Washington combined for 22 points last week. You're right, Jerry. You know what I should? And, and I, I don't know. You do what you want to do. But don't I did, do that. Before I spoke to you about this just now, in I I, I told you that. This season, until it burned me, I was going to take whoever was playing the Jets and whoever was playing the Giants and the under. So then I think you stick to your guns. I got to stick to that. Because what will happen is if you don't and you lose because of that, you'll be very unhappy with right. yourself. Right. I'll be like, I had a plan. Right. And That's you... what they always say about betting. Have a plan. Don't veer off your plan. Which works until you start losing. Right. Then and then you start leave. veering off your plan. Yeah, it's kind of like the you... golf swing. It's like stick with it. Yes. And everybody just tinkers with it nonstop because of a bad couple of shots. You and then you don't know tinkering. what the hell you're doing. Yes, yeah, so stick with it. A matter of fact, if you could make future bets right now, you should bet all 16 remaining games for both teams. The other team and the under. I'd be very curious how you do. Because then you right, couldn't the do anything season. except just watch. Right. And see how it goes. That'd be very interesting. That would be interesting. Think you go 50-50 on it? No, I think I'd do better than 50-50. You think you would win? I do. I think I would win, baby. Remember, though, as they struggle, those over-under numbers will come down in their games. Right. Like, you could end up having, and I don't know who it would be, but there's always a chance you could have an over-under of 38 points in a game. Yeah, that Which sounds low. ridiculous. Yeah. Right. But again, Chargers-Washington, 36. Right, and you're right. Chargers have a high-flying offense. You would certainly think that. Now, I see the Giants have Saquon listed as questionable. Does that mean anything? Yeah, it means they're not sure if he's playing yet. It means it's questionable. <laughs> he's better playing. It means they haven't decided. I, here's, I, from what I understand, oh, he better play, Jerry. and from listening to a couple of talking heads, the battle that they're having right now is he's healthy. Why wouldn't you play him? But he's also coming off a torn ACL, and we're really going to play him just four or five days after his first mm, game back in over a year. So my guess is he'll play but limited. Which That's stupid. Yeah, it's you know, maybe you, you pick him in spots, maybe I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. If I was him, I'd I'd go to the coach and go, just give me the ball like when we're on the goal line so I can score a touchdown. Yeah. You could do that. That'd be cool. You could definitely use him in certain spots. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it means. We'll see. It means he's questionable. Or passing situations. Game need... time decision, I would bet. Really? Yeah, I think so. I'd be surprised if we get anything out of the Giants prior to was the game could go about 8.20? 8.20, Jerry. I'd be surprised if we knew by 6 o'clock what they were doing with him. Interesting. Yeah. I think it'll be he's going to get on the field. We'll take a look. We'll see. We'll monitor. And then let's send it down to Michelle Tafoya. Well, Al. And then they'll, they'll tell us. Well, it looks like Saquon Barkley is gingerly on his knee. <laughs> there was one. Ankle, whatever it is. I'm not going to say who. Right. But there was one game last weekend where they go down to the sideline reporter and we head downstairs to so-and-so with an injury update on the Panthers. 
Well, thanks. I have an injury update on the Panthers. <laughs> it was like one of those stupid things I do. <laughs> right. It's like she wasn't even listening. Echo lead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Someone oh. could have been in her ear, though, right before she went on. Like I would almost guarantee yeah. you that someone was in her ear, and she didn't even hear them throw Correct. to her. Right. It just sounded ridiculous. I love an echo lead. I Well. Uh, last night, Aaron Boone said uh, Aaron Judge didn't have it. Aaron Judge didn't have it. Last <laughs> <night>. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, 25 in front of six. We got a big boomer in Geo Giant pregame show. Mets season's over. Yankees are rolling into the playoffs, maybe. Uh, show coming up at six on the fan. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Right, quick moving hour, quarter to six. On the fan, Alan Jerry. A few more minutes. Boomer and Geo at the top. What else, Al? So Taylor uh, Heineke, Jerry, is uh, quarterbacking tonight for the Washington football team. Yes. He says, Jerry, he's been dreaming about this his whole life, being well, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, I mean, he did start the playoff game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Well, I guess he feels like now he is the main dude. Like he gets some run now. Now he gets some run. Now it's his team, Jerry. All right. We do have a sister station, um, Odyssey Sports sister station in Washington, D.C., Jerry. It's called the WJFK. Mm -hmm. Not sure if you're familiar with it. Legendary talk station. I actually am. At one point. Uh, A caller to WJFK uh, said that uh, he lives in D.C., and he says he sees Ryan Fitzpatrick all the time at Symington Aquatic Center in Virginia. Okay. That he goes there all the time with his children. Cool. And I guess they have water slides there. And he said that over the summer that he saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go down the fast water slide. Nice. And then was walking around with a hip injury from it and thinks that's where he got hurt. As opposed to the 280-pound guy that fell on him. I think that re-aggravated Come on, it. stop. Uh, maybe I mean he's, he might have got banged up. That's possible. He got banged up at a water, but park. he also got clobbered on Sunday. That is also uh, could yes. go hand in hand. Definitely part of the story. Which do you think is more likely to injure you, Jerry? Going down the slide really fast or having a large? Uh, I'm going to go with the large guy you. falling on me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Boy, there's so many times in the NFL where guys, and especially happens when. It happens to running backs when they get stopped and they don't blow the whistle yet, and then they start blowing the whistle as 19 people are mm-hmm. grabbing them because you got your own lineman trying to push you forward. Sure. You got the defensive guys trying to – and I think where – what do those legs look like I, underneath? It's amazing, And then it? they just fall and they get up. I've said to you how many times I don't understand how there's not an injury on every play in the NFL. <laughs> yes. I mean, because not, it's not only what you see – it's what's going on away from the ball. Like, how are you look at a defensive line and an offensive line? We don't have concussions on every other play. They're banging heads and helmets. They're killing each other. It's really it's fascinating that we don't have more injuries. Snapped ankles and yeah, concussions. Absolutely. It's really uh it's a testament to them and the way they take care of their bodies. Unfortunately, their you know, their tendons and their muscles wind up ripping because they're they have too much muscle, but you know, in terms of their durability, when you see the speed of the game and the violence of the game, it is amazing that anybody gets through a full season. Yeah, it's weird when sometimes you'll see like a vicious hit and someone will get right up. And then other times, like it's a, nothing. A guy stays down and you're like, I saw nothing. What right. happened? Or when, you, when a guy tears his ACL doing nothing. Yeah. Like who was the guy from, oh man, who was the quarterback this preseason? He tore his ACL handing the ball off? Yes. Who was I that? I can't remember. That's my quarterback. Was it. Um, what team, oh, Jerry? Oh, man. The guy who uh, had the attractive girlfriend. Oh, yeah. A.J. McCarron. Yeah, him. I think it was him. It was him. And he literally tore his ACL as he handed off the football. Right. No pressure, no nothing. No hit, no run, no you know, no pivot, no no cut. Here you go. Here's the ball. Oh, oh my, my ACL. Like, how does that happen? And yet know. a guy can get crushed by a guy that weighs 250 pounds in full speed 
get up, give me the ball again. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like, strange. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. I kept worrying about Christian McCaffrey when I was watching that Jet game. That guy was in, like, every play was He gets the ball in. a lot. <laughs> he gets the ball a lot, It's pretty Jerry. much the Carolina McCaffreys. Yeah. That is true. He got He ran the ball, I believe. <laughs> He ran the ball 18 times for 97 yards and had nine catches for 89 yards, I think. Handoffs, swing passes. Yeah. Plus, he's b- probably blocking on plays he's not involved in, uh, you know, where he's getting the ball. What do I do? Find McCaffrey. That's that was pretty much do. it. Yeah. And for and if you're game planning for them, if you go all in on stopping him, then Robbie Anderson slips behind the defense and you get burned for a 57-yard. Oh, that's right. That happened. Well, that's the thing. Like when you watch the, the defensive play zone, then McCaffrey just goes five steps, turns around, there's no one near him. He's wide open. He's the main guy on the offense. Yes. You I got to be a defensive coordinator, Jerry. Keep everything in front. I would just say cover – someone cover him. Yeah. Or you could go – how about this? You go with three down linemen. You put eight eight in the secondary. And, you have, well, we go seven. You shadow the quarterback. Shadow, right. Yeah. What do they call that? Spy. That's it. That's football terms that I know from playing video games. There you go. Spy on the quarterback. Uh, Urban Meyer said, Jerry, there is no chance he's leaving the Jaguars for the USC job. Keep losing. We'll see. (laughs) It is amazing, though, that he is being asked about a college job week two in the NFL. Week two in the NFL. That's amazing. Yeah, and he had to address it. I guess, you know, if you're you're a media member, you got to ask the question, right? But that's the only thing he could say. He couldn't go, I'm thinking about it. That would have been awesome. I mean, I don't think I'm going to take the job. I'll but, probably stay here, but I just crossed my mind, sure. But Southern California, Jacksonville? Yeah. It's a thought. It's a thought. I'm I'm here now. This Trevor Lawrence doesn't get his uh, act straight. Yeah. I'm out. We'll see. I mean, right now, am I the Jaguars coach? Yes. Am I? Would I pick the phone up if USC called? Yes. Especially if we're 0-6 after yeah. week 6. <laughs> Call me in a few weeks if they could keep that job open. For just a couple more weeks, I'll that be was fine. Funny. That was funny. Then I saw Jermichael Finley. What do he do? He says, uh, you know, he used to be a tight end for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He says Aaron Rodgers has lost his hunger to play. Maybe. I mean, I think it's easy to do that when they lose a game like they did on Sunday. Yeah, they got killed. Come win this Sunday. Is the hunger not there? It's back, baby. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we do this a lot with baseball teams. They're not scoring. They look lifeless and dead. Well, yeah, because they're being dominated by the pitcher. You get a couple of hits and people come alive because you got something going. I think the same thing. When you're not playing well, it looks like you don't care. Who the Packers got this week? Do you I know off the know. top of your I, head? I don't know uh, off the top Jay, of my head. Packers not sure. schedule. I'm not, I don't know. I bet he, and he, he looked awful on Sunday. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Packers-Lions Monday night. Oh, there's a way. Exactly. Where's that game? In Green Bay. Oh, good Lord. What's the why even play? Although Dan Campbell might, you know, tell his guys to bite his kneecaps. Right. Get his kneecaps. That didn't go so good for them the first game, did they? No. Like, I was thinking about that when I saw the beginning. Well, not the beginning of the game. At halftime, they had started already falling way behind Detroit, right? They played San Francisco? Yes. I think so. Yeah, San Francisco was up early in that game. They were. And you're thinking as you're looking at the third quarter as they're pulling away, and I think back to those stupid comments he made at his opening press conference. Like, how ridiculous they sound. And I know you don't expect to win every game, and I know that, and it's only his first game. But when you come out the gate like, we're going to we're gonna beat you down, and then we beat you down, we're going to bite your kneecaps and, and crush your kids, and we're going to take your soul, and then week one, destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so stupid. <laughs> uh, Dan, yes, I remember the early on you mentioned about biting kneecaps and taking on the... Uh, personality of the city of Detroit. How'd that go week one? Not great. No, not great. You look like more like Beverly Hills. Just roll over a little floofy town. I finally also realized, like, I keep seeing these pictures of Aaron Rodgers and what he looks like now, and I realized what he reminds me of, and it's a contestant on Survivor. <laughs> yes. Right? That is a great call. Where he hasn't That's been right. able to shower, cut yep. his hair, he or looks shave like a mess. his beard. <laughs> yes, he, he looks does. like a mess. He looks like he's been eating rice. Did you know Gary Hogaboom was on Survivor? I did not. The former, former Cowboy quarterback? Number 14. I had no idea. My son told me that because he watched the whole series over the summer. They're coming back with uh I saw. I think Wednesday. Another one starting up. Pretty Either, wild. I guess next Wednesday is a new uh survivor. I have no interest in that. I'm I, not not watching, I mean doing it. Do oh no, I would I could never do no. that. Because they yeah, although you get nice and slim, Jerry. 
Well, you don't eat. You don't eat rice. It's and called the Alan Dukes diet. You eat white rice, and you all share one tiny fish that someone spears oh, in the ocean. That's disgusting. I'll pass. All right, quick break. We'll come back, wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. It really is a football Thursday right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence, and she's talking about, guess who? Urban Meyer. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Yankees won, Mets lost, and we got the Giants in Washington tonight. What else? Al? I know uh, he doesn't play here anymore, Jerry. This Odell Beckham Jr. But I don't know. There's something going on with him in Cleveland. He's not playing again this week. Not ready, I guess. I don't know. Remember, I was surprised he didn't play opening day. Weird. And then Kevin Stefanski was telling the media afterwards. Yeah, we told you he was questionable. Yeah. So you guys about Saquon Barkley? Questionable. Questionable. Who knows? We'll see. But he's uh, made it seem uh, he was uh, Instagramming some things that people thought he was being uh, like something something weird going on. It might be. He's Something an odd guy, weird, Jerry. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. And then, Jerry, do you want to do a quick good for you? Segment? Yeah, I like. Hey, uh, yeah, Olivia is, Rodrigo. Hey, good for you. This is where I tell you a story, and then we just we don't really there's not much to comment on. We just we say, just say hey, good for good you for you. Like yeah. hey, good for you. Uh, Lisa Byington, Jerry becomes the Milwaukee Bucks new TV play by play voice, the first full time female TV play by play announcer in NBA history. Hey, good for you. Hey, no, we go like this. Hey, Lisa Byington. Oh, good for you. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I heard the story, and my first thought is, cool. Cool. Like, it's, I don't even think it's a story anymore. That's how progressive you are, Jerry. You don't well, I mean, Doris Burke's been doing games for years. Oh. We've seen others do it now. And I think it's great. It's a full-time gig, for sure. But I think it's awesome. Wonderful. Mm. Hey, so, good, hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Exactly hey, right. Biden, good for you. And she was from, she was doing games on ESPN, correct? Or was she on CBS? WFAN and WFAN FM, New York, and Odyssey Station. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Alexa, play WFAN.